do this. Jesus said something, uh, and I'm going to say this. I put a thing up here saying, have you submitted to the love of God? People say, wait a minute, what would that mean? What, what do you do to submit? Do we have to learn to love God, really? You, do you think you just obviously knew how? We have to learn to love God. What if I told you we're still learning? There's things that we have to learn to love God in, okay? Now, I'm not talking about the things that we can do here physically. I'm talking about, we're talking about this being the year of the Spirit. Are we walking in the Spirit to the point where our spirit communes with his spirit and we are one with him? Isn't that the ultimate goal? That's the ultimate goal, right? So how is that accomplished? Have you submitted to the love of God? Let, let me say it this way. So we say, yeah, I've submitted. Man, I go to church. I do this. I, I give my tithing. I give my offering. I, I, I listen to all the things that are online, all that stuff. Nice. That's good. I'm thinking more spiritual. What is it that we do that spiritually that we give to God? Now, here's the thing. If you're going to learn to love God, you have to follow him, right? The thing is, uh, it talks about the faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Would that be one of the spiritual things that you would have to do is increase in faith in order to love God, right? Okay, what about obedience to the commandment of God? How, how would that work? So he, he said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And then he tells us in another spot, I think one of the apostles says, his commandments are not grievous. They're not, they're not so hard that you can't do them. It's a matter of your will whether you want to do them or not. So Chris, uh, uh, Seth was talking about opportunity. So you can get tons of opportunity to serve God, but do we do it? Do, in our thought every day when the opportunity arises, we do we drop self? Remember what we said, offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. Do we drop self and immediately adhere to the thought that God just gave us that we need to do this? Because wouldn't that be his commandment? Okay, so what's the first commandment? Whole heart, soul, mind. What's the second one? Okay, so what is the neighbor? What did we find out the neighbor was? It's actually Jesus. What were we taught before that the neighbor was? People outside of, you know. No, the neighbor is Jesus. Why is it the neighbor? Because he took up an abode in us. He's our neighbor. He's in us, is he not? So love your neighbor as yourself. Love that anointing as yourself. Uh, what is that, First John 2.27? Uh, somebody get that for me. Uh, actually started verse 26. And so what is God really trying to tell us? We have to learn to discern certain things, don't we? If we say that we love God and that we're submitting to the love of God, then we have to learn what that submission is, okay? The submission is you do not follow your own thought. That's the key. You don't follow your own thought. Uh, so one of the things that's important for us to understand is that God gave us something to help us with that. So what is 1 John 2.26, and what does that say? Start it off. These things have I written unto you, Concerning them that seduce you. Stop. Concerning them that seduce you. When people read that them, they instantly think of people. That's not what he's talking about. 
them that seduce you. Is there a whole quorum of things that come against us to deceive us? Okay, let's just start naming some. Oh, we got Balaam. We got Jezebel. We got the devil. We got Satan. We got the seven-headed dragon. We got the man of sin. We got this. You see how I can keep going on like that? Those are all things, but do they all come from the self-same spirit? Yes. It works the same way in the spirit of God. Doesn't it say all of those things, that those gifts that are listed, all come from the self-same spirit? Do you think that's a mock of what God's trying to do through the spirit? It is. All of those things take on different facets or different faces or different images, hoping that they can deceive you and seduce you. So read that sentence again, Ma. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. That seduce you. Spirits. These things, these thoughts that seduce you. Keep going. But the anointing which ye have received from him abideth in you. Good. I, I like that next word. But. So, yes, they deceive you. But then it says, but the uh, anointing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is there an opposition to all of these things that try to deceive you and seduce you? Yes. So start over again, Ma. Read that again. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. Well, wait, wait, wait. Where is it at? In you. No, we, we have to keep praying and maybe God can send it from heaven and put it in us. Is that what it is? Or is it already in there in you? Think about this. When he breathed the breath of life into Adam, did he breathe everything into him that was going to be necessary for him to overcome the adversary? Yes. Yes, because it's the breath of God. It's the inspiration of God. That's what it is. So when he breathed it into him, he gave him all those opportunities Seth was talking about. But we have to take part of the opportunity. We have to move in that opportunity. We have to take that opportunity. We can't walk past it. Oh, there's an opportunity. Yeah, maybe I'll get it next week. No. The opportunity is always present through the Spirit. So you say you love God? We always say we love God. We love God. Okay, so what have you taken on that loves God? Do you take on the commandments of God and do them? Do you live by them? The commandments that, that have been said? Okay, here's another thing. Are you increasing in the faith? Or are you trusting God? These are all spiritual aspects that have to keep going up. Your trust has to get to the point where no matter what God says, you'll do. No matter what. Abraham, take your son up to the mountain. Sacrifice him. <laughs> That's a good example. That's a great example. But Lord, I waited all these years for the promise that you said I was going to have and that it was going to come. Now that it's come, and they say he was around 17 years since then. 17-year-old boy, he said, now take him up to the mountain and say, well, we waited 25 years to get him. He's been with us 17 years, so now you want me to sacrifice him? Now that's the thought that normally enters the mind. What did Abraham say? This is the difference about showing the faith, the, the faith that leads to righteousness. It was imputed unto him for righteousness' sake because he believed God. Didn't it say that? He didn't do that. He said, okay, servant, go saddle up a couple of barrels over there. Uh, you need to come with me, Isaac. You know, we're going to make a trip to the mountain. Okay, Father, I'm, I'm going to be to you. I've lived with you 17 years. You've always taught me, you know, to be faithful, to follow you, whatever. Because you think they were sitting around twiddling those, their thumbs for 17 years, waiting on this thing to happen? Abraham, the thing he received from God, he taught to others, especially his son. Is his son in the line of the seed line of Christ? Yes, he is. 
these things were taught. Was the gospel preached to Abraham? Scripture says it was. We, we, we don't think about it that way, you know what I mean? But it was preached, so who preached it to him? Who preached the gospel to Abraham? Holy Spirit did. God did. He preached that gospel to him. Well, why was that so important? Because there were things that Abraham uh, saw afar off, even though he himself wasn't going to be there to do it, but he saw it afar off. And he moved by faith and did the things God told him to do. He said, because it's going to come out of that nation, that seed that I told you that's in you, like the stars in the heaven and the sand in the sea. He said, it's going to be like that. And it's going to come out. There's going to be a savior, someone with a scepter, and the power and authority is going to come out of that seed line. Because later on down the line, doesn't it come through Judah? Doesn't Jesus come through the tribe of Judah? Yeah, he does. That scepter was always there. It had been told to Abraham long before. He got a chance to see it. He could see these things afar off. It's such a powerful thing that God will do that to solidify the faith in you. Because you believe him, he shows you things. There are images that you will see. There are things you will realize. And that's a good thing. God has shown us some images, and we believe God even the more because of what he's shown us. Only God can do that. Only God can enter your world and give you an image that pulls faith together in you to the point where you say, I want to serve you forever. So this is the thing. Have you submitted to the love of God? So keeping commandments, increasing the faith, loving God, loving your neighbor as yourself, studying the word of God. People say, well, that's not the spiritual part. The word, thy words have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You got to put them in there. That's the spiritual part. Let's put the word of God in our heart, not written on tables of stone anymore, but in us. What is Jesus? Is he not the word? In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So what are we saying? The seed is the word of God. That seed that was placed in us so long ago, that word of God is the Christ and the anointing that leads us now. Does that make sense? And it's come through many ages, many uh, eternities to get to us. And we're walking with it right now. The power of that is in you right now. So what do we do? To say We say we love God. Okay, so should we seek after the things of the Spirit? Do we grab them ourselves? The things that are of the Spirit have to come from heaven. They're celestial. The gifts are celestial. So what do we do? Are we obedient to the point even in thought? Doesn't it say, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus? Are we not following Christ by the transforming and renewing of our mind? So what is God concerned about? How you think. Because that's how it's going to be overcome. The, the, how does the adversary work? Does he work in your thought? This is the battleground. How you think. So the commandment is this. When my word comes to you, thy words have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee, so that you won't fall to that thing. Isn't it true? Jesus said one time, he said, I go to prepare a place for you. How many realize the place has been prepared? That where I am, you may be also. Where did just say the anointing was? And you, where are you? <laughs> Where's the kingdom of God at within you? It's, he already did it, guys. He's prepared the place. Now you have to walk therein. You have to walk in that. So another one was walk in the light as he's in the light. Well, we're not talking about this. 
Walk in the light as he is in the light. You are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. A light or a lamp that you don't put under a bushel, but you bring it out so that it's exposed. Aren't the seven churches candlesticks that are lit? Isn't that light? That's exactly what you are. You're the church. So this is what God is saying. If you are the church, there are services that the priest does in the church or sacrifices made. Yes, it is. And so do you have to sacrifice maybe something that you love in order to go to a greater love in Christ? Does that make sense? Are you willing to give up? You willing to give it up? See, I'm asking you why you say, I love God. It's nice to say, I love God. What have you shown and manifested that you love God? Besides what you do in an earthly realm, besides what you do physically here, because the battle's not physical. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of what? Strong, where are strongholds at? They're in us. They're by those evil spirits that try to take a hold of us, and we have to break free from them. Can we break free on our own? What do we need? We need Christ. It takes this spirit that rules all things to knock out that spirit that thinks it has something. That's exactly what it's going to take. So this is why I'm saying this, to have you submitted to the love of God. I love God. I love God. We say it all the time. I love God. I love God. I love God. What are we doing? What can God point to in you and say, yeah, he does love me. Yeah, she does love me. What, how many times have you resisted the adversary? Listen to something, what I'm going to read to you right now. This is, this is very important. Now, listen to how this reads. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? Do you know that every one of us has a spirit within us that lusteth to envy? Envy what? What are you envying? Stop for a second. He giveth more grace, wherefore he saith God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So he's resisting the proud, giving grace to the humble. So what made you prideful? See? What made you that way? He resisted that. Right? So what made you that way? What was the pride that popped up in you that lusteth to envy? Is there a pride to be seen of men? Is there a pride to let people know what you have, how you do, what you are, whatever? So is, is that true? And we say men. Guys, I want you to keep putting this in your mind. A lot of times when it talks about men, it's talking about the spirits in your thoughts, in your world that are men. How are they manifested? The same way we have men here in a physical earth, there are going to be men there, but these men are thoughts. And these are thoughts that can seduce. These are thoughts that can pull away. These are thoughts that are bitter. These are thoughts that are proud. These are thoughts that are, you see where I'm going with this? Hateful. Hateful thoughts in your mind. Have you ever hated somebody so much because of something that happened at that instant? You said, if I could, I'd kill him. Have anybody ever had a thought like that? I have. If, if I could have been there right then, and I'm not talking about a natural man. I'm talking about if there was a way I could have killed that thing that caused me so much problem. How many of you hate the idea that, that the adversary sometimes can put you in fear? I hate that. I hate that from time to time he can pull something, a string somewhere, and fear pops up. But, oh, it's not popping up like it used to. 
Not anymore. Now I feel the pull and I get angry. I get mad. So what are you doing? God has already shown me that he's going to deliver me and that he has delivered me. Fear is not welcome, as the song says. It's not welcome anymore. There was a time we walked with it a lot. But these are things. So overcoming that fear, would that be showing the love of God? (laughs) The things we think that show. If we overcome the pride, do you think that shows the love of God? And when I say we, I'm talking about walking with God, walking with Jesus, who is the anointing, who helps us to overcome all things that you need no man to teach you because no man, which is that evil spirit, is always trying to teach you opposite, isn't it? So you don't need that anymore. What you need is the spirit leading and guiding you. Uh, 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 I'm with you. Let's overcome this thing. How many of us are in turmoil about different things? Oh, my God. Do you know that God, this is that opportunity, is right there to say, okay, we're in turmoil, but I'm going to let you in a little secret. I, I allowed the turmoil to come. Hmm. Okay, Lord, so why did you do that? So you and I can stand right here and having done all to stand, stand therefore, and then do what? Face that thing. Not run from it, but face it. Oh, wait a minute. When you do that, do you think you submitted to the love of God? I'm showing you that submitting to the love of God is not what you think. Submitting to the love of God is taking that opportunity and submitting to the strength and authority that he has already given us. What did it say in Matthew 10? I've given you power over all unclean spirits. Wasn't that declared to us in prophecy? Yes, it was. So is it true? Do we believe it? Here we go again. If we believe it, have we submitted to the love of God? Because the love of God is what's going to overcome all opposition that we have coming against us. Let me read the rest of this thing here. But he giveth more grace. So why would God give you more grace? You need it because more stuff is coming at you. And what is the grace? Isn't that God performing the work? So he says, he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud. Wait a minute, I thought it was you resisting it. (laughs) Who's resisting it? God is. The God in you is resisting that. Now, what you have to do is believe it and go along with it. Yea, Lord, we're together. We're one in that. Because your power is what's going to overcome this thing. Isn't that true? Walking with Jesus as a one. Joining yourself to him. You know, people say they're joined at the hip. Yeah, let's join ourselves to the hip of the spirit. Let's join ourselves to God. Join yourself to him and allow him to be right there. See, I have to say it that way. Allow him to be right there. What if you say, ooh, oh, oh, and you just forgot about God. You, you didn't care anything, nothing. You're not thinking about God. You're thinking about how you're going to handle it. It came suddenly. Now, now we got to do this. We got to do that. Oh, I'm not going to allow this. I'm not going to allow that. Oh, this is going to happen here. So where did you get all that power against that spirit? Where did you get it from? Where did you get it from? Where did you get all that power against that spirit? Through self. How did you do that? You didn't. And then that's when he overcomes you. That's the trick. That's the trick. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Yeah, go ahead. Let's see how good it works. You didn't submit to the love of God. You submitted to what you think you can do by your thought. 
So let, when are we going to submit to the love of God? Remember, the love is what overcomes everything that comes against you that's in that false spirit, that's in that lying spirit, that's in that seducing spirit. You love God more, that'll overcome it. That's the grace. He giveth more grace. He resisteth the proud. He resisteth those spirits because you love God. When these things see that you love him, they say, uh-oh, we're in trouble. We can't, we can't pull him by his nose anymore like we used to because he loves God. The more you increase in your love in God, the more you take that opportunity to face the fear instead of running from it, to face the lust instead of running from it. You see how that is? Oh, those are two major things that rule all of us is lust and fear, for sure. There's a lot of other things, too. Envy, like it says, pride and all these things. But you know what? They're all roots and branches of the same thing. That's all they are. They're just branches of the same thing. They just go out and they, they find another spot to bear fruit, their fruit, corrupt fruit. That's all they do. It's all part of the same spirit that's trying to get us. It's all part of that spirit that gave all those other the beasts and all those other things the power that they had. It's from that seven-headed dragon. It goes back to the origin of them. It goes back to, we have, you can overcome a lot of things, but until you get him, until you get him, you're going to always have something you have to deal with. So how are we going to get him? How? Love God. Have you submitted to the love of God? This is all part of that diligence. So the diligence would be too, okay, when these things come, okay, where am I? <laughs> where am I? Where am I? When they come. Trial, tribulation, where am I? Spirits come, where am I? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you at? Are you in the grace of God? Are you in the opportunity of God? Are you in the faith of God? Are you in the belief of God? Are you in the trust of God? Are you in the power of God? Are you in the understanding of God? Are you in the wisdom of God? Where are you at? Where are you? That's what you have to ask yourself. Where am I? Have you submitted to the love of God? Where are you? See where you're at. Okay, now once you know where you're at, start establishing yourself in thought that what? I am in the place that God has me to prove me. That's where you're at. We say, I don't like that. I don't like being proven. Nobody does. They'd like to be, just God just take care of all of it and I don't have to mess with it no more. Isn't that what we ask sometimes? Kind of like that. You just take care of everything. I don't have to go through it anymore. I don't have to experience none of this. You just take care of it. That's not life, guys. That's not how it works. By the overcoming, by being proven. This is what disappointed God so much about Israel. He brought them out into that place to prove them. And he proved them. He proved that they were unbelievers. That's what he proved. He wanted to prove that they were his people. He wanted to prove that they had faith. He wanted to prove that they loved him enough after all he had done for them to deliver them, that they would in turn love God. That's what he was looking for. He didn't get any of that. What a disappointment from his people. From his people. What a disappointment. And no matter who he sent to help him, the disappointment kept coming back. 
to the point where we had to scatter them among every nation because of unbelief and start something different. What he started was through his son. Law and prophets were unto John, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. He knew he had to do it because they were helpless. All of us were helpless until we got to a point where we can start depending on God and loving him and knowing he performs the works. That's where we had to get to. We had to get to that, you know. And we are helpless without God. It takes God. But don't think of yourself as being so helpless once you start knowing God. Because when you start knowing him and start knowing the power of his resurrection and what his resurrection in you can do, then you can be resurrected to be a Christ and to overcome everything that's thrown against you just like Christ did. You will become that. Adam, you're not the same Adam from before. We're starting over. Now we're going to start with the spiritual men, the angels, everything, the apostles, everybody, all of them giving you what God has given them so that you can overcome and stand in confidence of what God is doing in your life because you love God. You're willing to give it all to him. That's the key. Are you going to give them all? That's what he's waiting for. He's waiting for the offer yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Not, not something going above and beyond, just reasonable. <laughs> do, it's reasonable to do that because of the God, what God has done for you. Then he can take you to places that are much higher. Oh, yes, he can. That's why we have apostles. That's why we have prophets. That's why we have those things, because God can take you higher. That's why he has those angels that are above all angels. There's so many classifications of angels. We think there's only two or three. There's a lot more. God can take you higher and higher and higher. And guess what? He will be with you every step of the way. Oh, look at this. Look at my son. Look what he's doing. Look at my son. That's cool, huh? And we're going to go forth as sons. So we, we say we love God all the time. What I'm telling you to do, let's put forth the thing that's necessary to show the manifestation of our love for God. That's what we have to put forth. When these things come every day, and they happen every day, every day you got to battle thoughts, don't you? Every day there's something that comes. Let's start saying, today I'm going to whoop it. I'm going I'm to go with this thought. We're going to whoop that thing, and we're going to stand in God. Day, one day at a time. Didn't they used to sing that song? One day at a time, sweet Jesus. One day at a time. You can't battle everything all at once. And here's the other thing. Seth said something about, okay, so the battle is the Lord's, right? He will only fight the battle if you're with him in faith. It takes you. It takes you. You have to be there. This is the table you sit at. What did Gary say? You're sitting at the table and the enemies are right there. You think they're way off somewhere else? No, they're sitting at the table looking you dead in your eye. <laughs> and what do you have to do? You got to look them dead in their eyes right back. That's what you have to do. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Whew, thou anointest my head with oil. Ooh. My cup runneth over in the presence of your enemies. 
Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the, in the spirit of God all the days of my life. That's where you'll dwell now. Does that make a difference in the enemies? <laughs> and darkness starts shrinking back. Say, where, where? Just like he asked that woman. He said, where art thou accusers? I don't see them, Lord. Neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. They're gone. The thing that was going to give you all that trouble, it's gone. Jesus, did you come to, to judge us before our time? Well, anytime I judge you, it's the time. That's what Jesus said. <laughs> anytime I judge you, it's the time. Oh, well, Lord, suffer us. Uh, okay, so you're asking permission, huh? That's right. You have to ask permission. Well, suffer us. No, nah, shut up. I haven't told you you can say anything or do anything. I'll give you leave when it's time for you to go. That's authority. That's power. They knew him. They knew him from the beginning. That's why. They know the power of the Christ. Now go into the pigs. Now you can leave. That's power. Can't move until I tell you to. You stand right there. You shut up until I'm through talking. That's it. That's amazing to me. And he's showing the power over these things, you know. And like that man that brought his son, he said, he said how has it been this way with your son? He said, since his birth, Lord. He's been like this ever since. You know, well, he, he rolls in the fire and he foams at the mouth and all these things happen to him. He's been like, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't cast it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you know the sentence, huh? Because that's why you have to be with Jesus. And then he says, uh, he names the spirit. And it's not like what we would think. That's why these things are spiritual. Thou deaf and dumb spirit. So a deaf and dumb spirit causes you to have seizures and roll in fire and foam at the mouth, whatever. That's not what we think deaf and dumb is here, do we? It lets you know it has something to do with the spirit. He was deaf to the things of God and dumb to be able to speak the things of God. Had no knowledge of them whatsoever. Which is why Jesus told the dad, dost thou believe I can do this? That's why he said that. Dost thou believe I can do this? Yea, Lord, I believe. That's why I brought him. I believe. <laughs> Help thou my unbelief. But Lord, I believe. Boom. And that spirit didn't want to leave, did it? Didn't it tear him coming out? Hold, trying to hold on. But the power of God said, no, you got to go. And he had to go. That was it. So he couldn't hold on in that tear. He had to be torn away from him. Had it been that way with that boy for a long time since his birth? Yes. This is the key. We have spirits that have been holding on to us that need to be torn from us, that have held on to us for many generations, decades, whatever you want to say. The reason I say generations is because there's some people that have been dealing with curses for second, third, and fourth generation. It's in you. It's in your mind. It's passed on to you. So what are you going to do? What can you do? Where are you at? Have you submitted to the love of God? Because through the love of God, he will tear that from you. He tears it from you because he loves you so much. He's been with you a long time. You've been a long time this way, huh? Yeah, yeah, Lord, I have. Man, there, 38 years by the pool. You've been at this way a long time, huh? Yeah, a long time. I can take care of this. 
I tell you the one I like the most. I like the ones where the friends put him on a bed, took him to the guy's house where Jesus was speaking, took the tile off the guy's roof. <laughs> that wasn't their house. That wasn't their tile, but they said, we got to get our friend to Jesus. Now, you talk about a friend, friends, took the tile off the guy's house, lowered him right down. The crowd was so great, there's the only way they could do it. Crowd the whole house out, lowered him down right in front of Jesus, and Jesus marveled at it. He said, wow, wow, be made whole. You're done. You're done. You're made whole. Whew. That's power. That's power to have friends like that. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Who is he? It's Christ. He'll do it for you. Whew. That is powerful to me. So this is the thing. We say it. I want, don't want us just to say it. Can we keep the commandments that God has given us and submit to the love of God? Those things that we mention, mention a lot. Those things we mentioned, can you do those things? Can you go along with the Lord and say, Lord, help me? And he say, increase my faith. See where I'm going with this? Increase my trust. Increase the grace in my life. Didn't it say increase the grace there? He giveth more grace. Can you pray that, you think? Yeah, because it's right here. So giveth more grace, Lord. Give me more grace to overcome these things that come against me. Yeah, I come to church. Yeah, I give my tithe. Yeah, I do all of that. That's, that's what I do here. I need you to work with me here in my world. I need you to help me to overcome these thoughts that have given me so much turmoil and tribulation and whatever. The thought is what I need you to help me with. So don't let me stand there thinking I'm, I'm alone because I'm not. Submit to the love of God. He will show himself. He will not be hid. He'll show himself. So this is all part of that diligence I've been talking about. See how these things, diligence, submission, commitment, discipline, zeal, a hunger for God, all that's in that. That's why I didn't erase that. All of this is, we're going to go through every one of those things. And we're going to find out what God is doing for us. So this submission, you submit. What does Gary say? I love his testimony. Submitting to the anointing, and I will what? Give you of the Spirit without reservation. Isn't that true? So what anointing do you submit to? I'm going to tell you right now, you have a lot of help. Submit to these elders that are here because they can guide you the right way. Submit to the Spirit of God. Submit to the Word of God. Submit to the Word you hear preached from heaven right now. Take it within yourself. Meditate on it. And then that's going to show the love of God. Let, let's do that. Let's do those things. Let's trust God. Let's keep the first commandment. Love Him with everything. Okay? And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. Love the anointing that he put in you. The Jesus that's here to help you to overcome. That's what it's all about. That's what he was manifested for. God so loved the world, he gave. What was he manifested for? Take away your sins. Help you to overcome. Put that man of sin to death on the cross. I love that one. See what I mean? And to die and then resurrect himself. Get up again. Because that's what's going to happen to you. Don't you have to die? He's going to resurrect you back up. Resurrect you into a Christ. That's what it's going to be. Isn't that true? Same thing Adam's going through. Aren't we all in Adam? Hmm. When Adam wakes up, who's he going to be? Christ. 
first one of the earth earthy, but that second one is the Lord from glory. Isn't that what it is? Whew. You think we're going to go through the same pattern? Of course we are. We're all of Adam. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Blessings and blessings and blessings to all of you. I want you to think about what I said today. So this is the first part of submission. I'm going to be talking some more about submission. But this is just the first part. Submit yourself to the love of God. He loves you. Submit yourself to the love for him. Love him. Submit yourself to his love. And he's going to do a whole lot of stuff for you. Does that make sense? Uh, that's all I had today. Anybody have a question or a comment? Go ahead. Not a question. It's just a comment. When you were saying uh, earlier about sitting at the table, uh-huh. Christ, and that the enemy is right there with you, um, <laughs> uh, even right now, online, in this room right here, our minds are in turmoil. And God wants to give you a breakthrough through that because he's the only one that can. He's the one that breaks down those walls. Yes. He's the one that brings you through and moves you forward in that. But you have to let him do it. You can't just say, um, oh, I can do this. Well, look where it's gotten you. It's gotten you in a deeper <laughs> hole yeah, and it's darker there. And you can't even see the light because you're so far in the hole that you have to turn around and go back to find the light. So turn around. Let God break through those barriers that are in our mind that holds us right there. And it's like we're paralyzed. We can't move. I can only think about my problem. I can only think about my trouble. And where has it gotten you? It hasn't gotten you anywhere. It hasn't gotten you to a solution. It hasn't gotten you to God. It has kept you away from God. Turn around and go back to God. That's right. Submit. Submit to the love of God. He does love you. That's why he's doing all this. Through, when you submit to the love of God, it automatically opposes the adversary. It's not something like you have to say to do. As soon as you love him more, it opposes the adversary. Love him more, it opposes the adversary. Love him more, it opposes the adversary. Automatically. And people say, well, I got to repent. What if I told you the repentance already built into it? The more you love God, the repentance is built in, you come against the adversary. Love God, repentance built in, you come against the adversary. That's how it works, guys. It's already built in. When you love God, the repentance is built in that because you're loving God. Not saying it like we say. You're actually submitting to it and loving God. How do we know? Because you're trying to keep his commandments. You're trying to do the things that he's told you to do. That's how we know. And then will there be fruit? Yes. If you're just doing it through self, no fruit or the fruit that does come is corrupt. So we know. We can see it pretty easy to see but if it's of God then you increase that's powerful guys hope you got something out of what we said today